I'm Steve. Welcome back, listeners, to the finest phototainment in the world. That's right, you're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. And if you are wondering what's going on right now, why why we missed the the sweet sound of Dustin saying hi, I'm Dustin. Steve, that's Steve because... I'm right here. This is Dustin. Oh. I'm I'm here. It's Dustin. <laughs> Hi. Dustin Dustin isn't with us this week. He went down to Mexico. He got <laughs> caught up uh, by a cartel down there. And um, uh, in his stead this week, I was able to get Ulysses. Um, the cartel did say that they're holding him ransom and that we need to get at least five more people supporting us on the Patreon before they will let him go. Uh, I think I think we can make that happen. Come on, guys. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> 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 uh so ulysses um ulysses del toro who was on uh, what was it last december it's been too long ulysses uh ulysses who i visited like two weeks ago we talked yeah. about it last week on the podcast um for those of you on the patreon we talked a lot more about it as well and uh ulysses has his own podcast the wedding photo podcast which is um i would say maybe like a tad bit more educational than this one is that a fair thing to say yeah, but they're gonna. But if we do get people to sign on to the Patreon, they're not gonna have that impression of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, don't give away! Don't give away everything about the Patreon. Whoa, uh, Ulysses. So I had a story I was gonna tell Dustin until he got kidnapped and you know held ransom. Um, yeah. it's something that happened to me just today. Okay. Do you want Do you want to hear this story? I do want to hear it. Okay. So. Today, I was playing with my daughter. She's three years old. Her name's Nora. She uh, she likes to do this thing where she stands on my chest, puts one hand high in the air and the other hand on her hip, and then she yells out, superhero, right? <laughs> but today, she wasn't doing that. She was feeding me plastic fruit and vegetables because she has like her own kitchen set, and so she was pretending to make food and then feed the food to me, but she said I had to lay down to eat the food, and so she's like giving me grapes, she's giving me potatoes, you know, um, and then the next thing I know, I'm, I'm laying down, and she just jumps up onto me, does the whole one arm in the air, one arm on the hip, yells out superhero, and then uh, what she typically does after that is she jumps straight down onto my chest with both knees real hard. And uh, what I didn't realize was she wasn't just pointing one finger in the air this time. She was actually holding something in her hand. And that something she was holding in her hand was an eggplant, a plastic eggplant slash aubergine, <laughs> you know. And so she jumps down onto my chest, hits real hard, and my mouth goes open. I'm gasping because, you know, can't get any air. And she takes the eggplant and jams it into my mouth. And when she does that, she says, <laughs> eat it, daddy. <laughs> Oh, isn't that funny how the world just comes full circle sometimes? <laughs> I never thought my my own child, my sweet baby Nora, would be jamming a plastic eggplant down my mouth and saying, eat it, daddy. <laughs> well, all those episodes of you talking about how you want people to send you eggplant emojis, you just got the, <laughs> you just got the real thing. <laughs> Nora took it to heart. <laughs> So I did, uh, you know, she, she jammed it like real far. It like went back all the way to the back of my throat. And um, I did gag a little bit, just a little bit. And I told Jen about this. 
And I made the mistake then of saying, now I understand why, you know, people don't like to do blowjobs. And uh, Jen sent me back a GIF and it just said, I was on the block for like three seconds. So yeah, I know how it feels. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, okay, I deserve that. I deserve that. (laughs) Oh my God, dude. That's pretty awesome. So, Ulysses, we've got a big show today. Big Wait, show. so you have to post a picture of the aubergine in your mouth or it didn't happen. <laughs> There's no picture of that. There's just, I gagged, it came right back out, and then I spent like five minutes gasping for air slash laughing really, really, really hard. <laughs> I was mostly gasping for air because I was laughing so hard and it had nothing to do with the choking part of it. Um, <laughs> it was just so funny. You don't expect that out of your sweet baby daughter, you know? She basically told me to eat a dick. Yep. <laughs> and then shoved a fake one down my throat. Ah. Oh. I can't I can't wait till she's old enough for you to tell her that story. <laughs> <laughs> she'll probably be by that time she'll be like, I'm I'm sorry, we don't use aubergines and eggplants to <laughs> We're so past that in our day and age. I can't believe that you people, when you first got your, your mobile devices, were even doing that still. They won't call them cell phones anymore because nobody makes phone calls. It's, it's going out. Yeah. It'll be some, some weird projected screen coming out of their hand or something. <laughs> yeah. No, we're just all going to get screens implanted into our wrists, and uh, that's how we're going to do things in the future. <laughs> Ulysses, you know, we should do follow-up next, but I, I heard I heard the sweet sounds of you cracking open a beer. What are you drinking tonight? Is it one thing we didn't mention, Dustin and I last week on the real, the regular episode or on the Patreon episode? Uh, when I was at Ulysses' place, I bought a bunch of beers to share with Ulysses. Then um, we did not have time to drink those beers. And I wasn't going to bring <laughs> beers with me to the airport because you can't fly with beers. And all I was, all I had was carry on luggage. I didn't bring like check bags or anything. So I just left all the beers with Ulysses. And then Ulysses did me the great favor of, uh, checking into all those beers as he was drinking them that I had bought to share with him. (laughs) And he was now drinking without me, um, checking into them on untapped and tagging me to every single one of the check-ins. It was delightful. Yeah. Well, technically you, you did share the beers with me. I did share the beers with you. Um, What was your favorite beer that you, I don't want to say stole from me, but stole from me? (laughs) You know what? I drank them all in the, at the same time. So I don't (laughs) remember any of them. You popped all the beers open, (laughs) poured them into one giant bucket and then just drank the bucket. Uh, yeah, basically man. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hang on. Uh, let me see. I'll tell you which one. I don't remember the names of them. But I'll look them up right wow. now. Well, I'm glad that, you know, I was able to pick out some real great beers that just stuck with you for a very long time. Um, <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm going to find beers from California. Ulysses has never tried before. I've never tried before that are going to blow his mind because I just assume I'm that great at picking out beers. Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently not so much. Uh, you know what? I just drink too much. So they all get lost. You know what I mean? Is this like every night when you pour like six or seven different beers into a big bucket to drink? Yeah, I buy six or seven new beers I've never had before, and I pour them all in a bucket, and uh, and I put a straw in there and just uh, 
just sip on that while I while I binge on Netflix. <laughs> uh, curly straw. You also put an umbrella on the side of the bucket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, oh, I put like three curly straws because I need the beard to go in quicker. You know? Yeah, yeah. One in the mouth, two up the nose holes. Got it. <laughs> nose holes. Who said anything about nose holes? Uh, you got to get that beer down fast. You know, you got to plug them all up. Let's see. Oh, okay. Those if you're breathing, were... you're not drinking fast enough. <laughs> it's not loading the ones before <laughs> Universal. Mm. So the best beers you had were with me at Universal? The Harry Potter the beers? Best, yeah, basically. Or the Duff beer from The <laughs> Simpsons? No. I, that stout at uh, at the Harry Potter land was, was pretty bomb. Yeah, that was delicious. Yeah, this is taking too long. <laughs> It's just dead air. Yeah. No, it's making it super easy for me when I go to, you know, edit and I just have to cut all this out. <laughs> Literally the last one is Dragon Scale, the the which one is that one? The lager that we had? Or the stout? Dragon Scale, um, that is the lager, the red. The Wizard's Brew was the stout. And I agree, the Wizard's Brew was amazing. Okay, here we go. There's the Duff beer. There's your beer. You're going to love editing this. The Obsidian Stout, which I thought I had tried. Mm-hmm. That, w- that one was pretty good. Oh, here it is. The most excellent IPA was my favorite one out of those. I assumed you grabbed that one because it was, uh, it was themed after the Bill and Ted thing. I grabbed it because it was cheap. <laughs> there's one thing i look for when i go to buy beers and that is um high abv low dollars (laughs) (laughs) well that one was most excellent dude i don't remember buying that one i think jen picked that one out oh you don't remember buying that one weird why why don't you remember buying that steve that's That's really weird that's enough (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so what are you drinking tonight though so, um, my wife and I recently went to the grocery store and we found, um, there's a, there's a beer by Golden Road called Mango Cart that we really like. And they started coming out with a couple different versions and they came out with Melon Cart. Mm-hmm. It's got, it's, it's a watermelon wheat ale with honeydew and cantaloupe. And it is really good. And Maria actually, like, she's not a big fan of beer. She likes, uh, the Ace Pineapple Cider. And that was it until we found. That's the not melon a beer. Cart. I know exactly. <laughs> uh, but then we then we found the melon cart, and she loves it. So we bought like two cases of it. Nice. So I'm gonna pour them all in a bucket <laughs> and uh, go to town. <laughs> I love it. What are you drinking, it. man? Tonight I'm drinking. Uh, you know, I'm back on my weight loss shake again. Just uh, another. Yeah, I heard you were. I heard you were dieting. Yeah, a double old fashioned tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you go to make an old fashioned and then you're like what if i just made it twice as strong that sounds great yeah i deserved and then it you don't i worked and then out you don't have to and then you don't have to get up for another one exactly or it'll give you motivation to get more yeah so we do have some follow-up for this week Follow-up comes from uh, Brandon Russell of Minaret Photo, who wrote in to say, 
Ooh, he, he took some, he took umbrage with me, with my, uh, with what I said about California last week. So Brandon writes in to say, okay, so you're basing your idea of brown California on this one tiny little piece of coast on the northern end of a ginormous desert that has a bunch of water artificially pumped in. You can have the Shake Shack win, and I have, but don't throw the state under the bus because LA is dry. Ulysses, what, what do you got to say about that? You, you live in the state of California. Is, uh, is, there, is there anything not dry out there? Well, I'm going to have to disagree with him about the whole Shake Shack thing. <laughs> no, no. I don't think that's a clear win for you. We don't have no, to get into it, win. Steve. Clear win. Shake Shack much better than In-N-Out. Everyone agrees. I just went to Shake Shack, and it was delicious. But of it just it doesn't offer the same experience. I, I think so. what you mean to say is when you go to a burger place, what you're looking for is high beef by volume content low dollar right just just like you like your beer yep. yeah, yeah I, I love my beer high beef content <laughs> yeah it's just not the same thing uh but shake shack is delicious i won't take that away from it i mean i, I never said in and out was bad in and out's great yeah but there's a specific experience that you get at in and out where like i'm not always gonna crave a Shake Shack burger, but mm-hmm. I can I can stop recording this podcast right now and go grab in in and out for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, you can't do that. do that. I'm not. No, I might do that. <laughs> I need you. Why would you do this to me? You know, Dustin's being held hostage right now. You should shouldn't have brought it up. No, uh, <laughs> um, you know what? I I totally when you said that, I totally got it. This place does seem dry when you're driving on the okay when i go to other places other states and i drive around like i'm not familiar with the area at all so all you're really seeing is what what you see driving along the freeway place to place the things you're paying attention to so if you're driving around city to city like you went from our place down to the beach um i can see how you noticed a lot of deadness Mm because california is pretty dry but in the, just a couple minutes, you can be up in the forest and it's full green. You went to the beach, you got to go in that experience. You can go to the desert and get a whole different look in just a matter of minutes. You guys are just drowning in green. I don't know what's going on over there, man. Yeah, we are. It's, it's crazy. It's like if I want to go to like a dead place, I have to go salt my neighbor's lawn. And then, uh, you know, I've got a nice desert going on next to me as well. Or dust or Dustin's uh, front yard has he got? <laughs> did he get? Uh, did he get the lawn put in yet? <laughs> I have no. He's he's being held hostage right now. I wish we oh. could go to him and ask, but we just can't. So, you know, uh, when Jen and I were up in San Francisco, it was February, so it was like winter time, and there there were some green parts that we saw on Google. When we when we were doing research on places we wanted to go, unfortunately, when we were there. It was all brown. So <sighs> there's a lot of California I still want to see, though. I'd love to make yeah. it out to Yosemite or Mirror Why Woods. Uh, so uh, more follow up. Josh Withers from the Facebook group uh, last week um, he he shared with us that Shot Prof, the idea Dustin and I had, is actually already a thing. So if you go to s h o t p r o f dot p h o t o s 
shopprof.photos, you can see exactly what Dustin and I were describing on the podcast last week. And it's definitely not a URL that Josh Withers bought just to make a joke. That is my favorite thing in the world. You know, you definitely didn't spend $20 on a joke. So you have to catch me up on shop prof because I'm only halfway through that episode. Ulysses. Oh my gosh. Which is going to make things a little weird right now. (laughs) So we were talking about shoot proof and one of us, one, somebody like mispronounced it as shop prof. And so then we were talking about our new website we were launching called shop prof, which was, um, shots of professors and, uh, Josh Withers bought the domain. (laughs) the url routed it to a google search for pictures of professors oh my god that's hilarious dude it's perfect also (laughs) more follow-up um so dustin the other week was talking about a listener named taylor ford who Mm -hmm. he said was uh quoting something from the podcast in her instagram story and i gave dustin a lot of crap a ton of crap because i assumed he made her up and that it didn't exist and she wasn't a listener because I'd never heard her. I'd never seen her in our Facebook group. Taylor Ford just shared like maybe 30 minutes ago on Instagram a video of herself listening to the episode when we mentioned her name. Was it an oh, actual gosh. video of herself or was it just... It was on an oh. account called Taylor Ford Photos that has like mm-hmm. 1,600 photos. So unless Dustin really did a lot of posting while he was in Mexico... She's real, and I can't believe but Steven, it. Steven, did we did we see her face though? We didn't. It was she was in a car. Mm, mm. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, man. maybe she's not real. But this is what makes if me Dustin think she was really real. Is held, if Dustin really is held hostage, he's got a lot of time on his hand right now. That's true, and probably access to phones. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know how it is when you get held hostage, and they're just like, "Here, take this phone. Do whatever you want with yep. it." Uh, <laughs> No, the best part, though, was Taylor ended the whole um, thing because I, I texted back and forth with her a little bit. She ended the whole thing by saying that uh, she just wanted me to know that she was waiting to switch to a mirrorless system until she found one with two card slots for weddings. <laughs> good good burn on Dustin right at the end there. I love that. Oh. Well, tell her she can switch to uh, the Sony a7 III system. Should be good to go. Yeah, yeah. Sony A7 III, that does have two card slots, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. More follow-up. But for this follow-up, Ulysses, we're going to have to head over to the drone zone. So without further ado, let's cross over into the drone zone. Are, are, can you even go to the drone zone? Are you prepared for that? Uh, you have brought the drone zone to to me before, so I think I'm ready. I think <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. You watched me fly the drone. That's correct. <laughs> so, um, some of you may have seen that I posted photos from the drone shot that I did when I was in California last week, and uh, also that video. Some of you may have looked at the photo and been like, man, this is really low resolution and I can't see much. And that is because I was hit with the DJI Mavic Pro watercolor effect. So it was is very dark and the Mavic Pro, the first one, you know, struggles sometimes when it's dark. And as a result of it struggling, it'll um, 
it'll produce like a, it tries to reduce the noise in your photo. And when it does that, it sometimes creates like a watercolor effect is how people describe it. So basically everything gets kind of blotchy looking. And uh, when you look at like the pixels, like close up, it's just, it doesn't look like a photo. It looks more like somebody painted a picture. So that is why the the resolution on the photo is so small and on the video, because if it's bigger, <laughs> you can see it and it looks bad. Ah. <sighs> So I guess Dustin was right. I just bought a paperweight when I bought the Mavic Pro, you know? <laughs> what good is it? Can't handle if, those if, low light situations. If you hadn't bought that that Mavic Pro though, we would have never gotten that sweet video of uh you ruining that couple's day. <laughs> it was the last shoot, the last shot we did of the entire day. And they were like completely cool with it, so we just went back to their place. They took us out to dinner afterwards, and we just we went back to their place first, and they both showered. So <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't awkward at all. Twice they showered <laughs> twice. Good, good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the first shower was like I got to get the sand off me. The second shower was like I got to get the ocean stank off me. You know how it is. <laughs> or maybe I got that backwards. I'm I'm not 100 percent certain how ocean stank works <laughs> in ocean sand. You might be a little bit better with that, being from California. Yeah, the ocean stink stays on you for a little while. So, Ulysses, are you ready to talk about some real topics? Um, let's do it. Man, that was like a ton of follow-up. We just we went for 22 <laughs> minutes on follow-up. Wow. Jeez. Oh, man. There's even one thing of follow-up I forgot. You, we don't even have time for real topics. We got to get back into follow-up, Ulysses. Completely right, forgot go. about this. Last week, Dustin and I joked about Zane Naylor selling pinatas filled with smoke bombs. And Zane, Zane posted to the Facebook group, he's actually an authorized pinata dealer. And he posted oh a gosh. photo of a pinata connected to a smoke machine blowing smoke into the pinata. <laughs> it's like we, we make... How do you... We just make random jokes, and then people in our group are just making them come true. You know, we how, how do you the become, best damn community of registered? Wait, what did you say? Registered? I he's think he was joking about the registered pinata he's part. A registered pinata. <laughs> he is a now, registered Nola Gay <laughs> smoke bomb dealer, smoke grenade smoke bomb dealer, but a registered pinata dealer. I think that was a joke. I don't know, man. That that seems like a pretty sweet gig. Yeah, no, I'd go for it in a heartbeat. That'd be great. So we got a bunch of stuff to talk about this week. Um, first thing I want to talk about, something that Dustin and I have been kind of putting off talking about. But Mashable had an article go up a little while ago, and it was talking about YouTubers. So YouTube influencers, people on YouTube who vlog, stuff like that. Faking Instagram trips. So the basic idea is they shoot a bunch of photos of themselves in front of a green screen and then they take photos of the places where they say they're going and Photoshop the background in behind them <laughs> and then claim that they were there because when they do that, they get more likes on Instagram than if, you know, they just take pictures of their real life. You know, this is actually a pretty smart idea. Maybe, maybe we should incorporate this into our wedding photography. I'm here for it. Yeah. What do you think? You know? Yeah. I'm thinking the, you know, maybe we shot a wedding in front of the Taj Mahal. That, 
I've always wanted to go there. <laughs> and maybe by posting that photo, you'll get we to might go get there. Some, you will get to go there. <laughs> Someone will see that fake photo you shot and be like, mm-hmm. yes, I want to hire that guy yep. for my destination wedding exactly. at the Taj Mahal. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to start running This is a perfect ads. way to, to become a destination wedding photographer and travel the world. I'm going to start running Everyone's ads always, on Instagram immediately. Everyone's always asking, how do you become a destination wedding photographer? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> I, I, I shot a bunch of models in front of green screens, and then I just Photoshopped them into cool, interesting places throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Yep. I didn't even do a good job with the Photoshopping. You can see <laughs> the green outline around them. It was, it was real bad. Like basic cropping. I just used the the erase tool. <laughs> I love it. We, we got to give this a try. I mean, yeah. this could be the next million dollar wedding photography idea. We just stumbled across here thanks to these YouTubers. And uh, we won't know until we actually try it out. I mean, I was just thinking like basic stuff. Like you just do this at the actual wedding with like an actual couple. And you're like, your wedding kind of sucked. We can all agree you did not pay for good flowers. You did not get, you know, the great string lights hung up at the venue. We don't have that nice bokeh behind you during the first dances. I brought my green screen. We're just going to do a few shots in front of that. And then I'm going to add in some backgrounds behind you that look a lot prettier and better. But I like this idea better of trying to use this to get destinations. <laughs> well, you, you could explain all that to them and uh, hopefully they'll understand. Or you could just surprise them with it. Yeah. And they'll be like, wow, I thought that I paid thousands of dollars for this uh, kind of boring venue, but I didn't know I was going to get to. <laughs> Holy shit. When did know. Marshmallow come and start DJing yeah. at my wedding? Yeah, this is exactly. crazy. <laughs> oh, you're just taking it a step further. Now you can start adding, <laughs> yeah. adding people to like, there was maybe there were celebrities at your reception that you were partying with. Yeah, and you didn't know about it until you saw the photos. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Whoa, who is that old-timey gentleman over there? He looks a lot like James Dean's ghost. (laughs) Oh, my God. And they're, like, semi-transparent, too. (laughs) I'm going to hell for this. Uh, I I actually love this idea. If if I found out some, some photographer was doing that, I don't think I could even be mad at them. That would be pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you just got to like jump on Getty Images or someplace where you can get photos of celebrities for free. <laughs> but you got to make sure that they have the uh, thing where you're allowed to edit the photo yeah. and not just use the photo, <laughs> you know, so you can, you can take them and put them wherever you want. Oh, you know, a real easy one you could do it with uh, Vince Vaughn and what's his face? The other guy. When they did that movie, uh, The Internship, they did all like the business photos and they said you could, they were, they released them to the public, like public domain. Yeah. yeah just take those and do whatever <laughs> nasty stuff you want with them. You know what I'm talking about? I'm oh, surprised yeah. you don't see Vince Vaughn doing more terrible things on the internet thanks to that campaign. But I guess terrible people on the internet, they don't, they don't wait for things to become public domain <laughs> to do terrible things with photos. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea, man. Becoming a faux, a faux wedding photographer. <laughs> yeah. No, I love this. Let's take it a step further. Like maybe you just see somebody else who took like uh, photos of a couple at a venue and that couple is more attractive than your couple. So you just take one of your photos and you Photoshop your couple out, Photoshop their couple in. <laughs> We're so much better looking than we thought. 
<laughs> oh, I'm really going to hell. Wow, it's great. It's great, man. Is, this is this is, is not. Am this, I the only one also... who's burning right now? I'm I'm sweating over here. It feels so hot. No, no, no one's going to want to listen to my podcast after this. <laughs> we lucky if people keep listening to this one. Ulysses, have you ever heard of Unsplash? No. Is that an Adobe program? Mm, Unsplash is not an Adobe program. I first ran across Unsplash like 2012 or 2013 when it was first getting its uh, feet first uh, first popped up on the on the on the web. I think uh, when I first found it, they were on like their tenth issue of photos. So Unsplash is a service that people upload photos to, and when they upload the photos to Unsplash, they're releasing their copyright on them so all the photos are in the public domain and you can do whatever you want with them so i first found about about unsplash because i was blogging for a company and i needed photos and they wouldn't pay for photos so i had to look for free stuff online and that's how i stumbled across unsplash when it was first starting up and when they first started it was like they released 10 photos a month or something like that into you know the public domain and uh then as they became more popular and picked up more um, picked up more people who wanted to contribute photos to be released in the public domain, they you know started to post more often and more frequently. And now they just announced they hit one million photos. So they have one million stock photos people can use. Free. And it's free. It's all free. That's pretty awesome. Is that awesome? You're a photographer. You take photos for what's it called? I believe money. Yeah. I believe you yeah. take photos for money. And if you're not taking photos for money, you might be taking photos for exposure, I think is the other one. And Unsplash is giving their these photographers who submit photos to them neither money nor exposure. That is true, but those photographers are willingly contributing to that community so is it really unsplash's fault no for it's creating not. this community or is it the photographer i'm I not actually, gonna go contribute to that i think i contribute either but i think it's a <laughs> but, great idea yeah yeah because I mean, I think, i'm just saying like go ahead i think there are people out there who they want to create something and they don't care about getting paid for it and they don't care about getting like recognition for it. They just want to create something so that it exists in the world and they want it to go out and be used all over. Um, the only thing is like people can just download these unsplash photos and do whatever they want with them. So, you know, you'll probably see them in like a target calendar or on a Walmart towel or something at some point in time in the future. Um, and people will then realize that, Oh, my photos are worth something. And I made a mistake by giving them away for free. But if your intent is you don't ever want recognition, you don't ever want to make money, you just want this thing that you created to exist in the world so other people can see this thing that, you know, maybe nobody else ever thought of to create before. Like, that's super cool. Yeah. I don't, you know what? There's going to be people out there that really need Unsplash, and I would just hope that, you know, it helps them out. And then there's going to be people who suck all the time. There's always going to be people who suck. And, you know. Why are you staring you right at me when you say that? <laughs> I'm just saying, Stephen, there's always going to be people 
that suck. Why are you, you know pointing at the camera while you say that? <laughs> I'm just, I just really want you to understand. <laughs> Why are you holding up a sign that says I'm talking about you, Steve? <laughs> There's always going to be people that suck. <laughs> like that dog that keeps barking. <laughs> yeah, that dog sucks. <laughs> yeah, I... So a lot of photographers don't like Unsplash because, as stated, these people are releasing photos. They don't get paid money. They don't. Uh, they don't get any recognition. Basically, Unsplash is worse in some photographers' minds than people who yeah. shoot for exposure because these people are shooting and getting absolutely nothing in return. And so, it's it's like eroding the exposure market. <laughs> yeah. You used no, to be able I, to shoot something and get like 800 exposures for it. And now <laughs> you don't even get that. It's like, what the hell, man? No, I, I totally get it, man. Is there, is there even any way, do you like create a profile in there so people can, can recognize you I, for, for I the think work? on Unsplash when last time I was on that site, uh, you could actually see who the photographer was who had taken the photos. So you could get exposure that way. Like if somebody saw your photos on Unsplash, wanted to use them in their thing, and then was like, I want more photos like that or yeah. made by that creative person, they could contact you to get them. Um, but yeah, it's like once those photos are released out into the world, though, it's like if a blog uses your photo, they don't have to credit you. They don't have to pay you. So then yeah. people would look at that on that blog and just be like, oh, that photo, like it's great. I love this blog, I guess, for having it. I don't know. So it's like there's no there's no way to loop people back into you. Because like as wedding photographers, we from time to time get stuff published in magazines, on blogs, stuff like that. And when they, we do, there's always an expectation um, or a contract that specifically states they will link out to us, to our website and stuff. So it pushes traffic back to us. But like these people are just having their photos placed places and there's no link back. There's no benefit to them at all when that happens. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be, you know, these sites and these programs with their with pros and cons. And as photographers, especially, it's easier for us as professionals to to see the cons in that. But you and I would never really contribute to that. But I'm sure there are people that, you know, really needed that, really needed Unsplash for a project or for school or for something that they're working on. Probably. Oh, man. So I had some tweets flagged that I wanted to talk about this week, and the, <laughs> none of them, they, they all got deleted. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, wait, there's one, there's one. So Bridgie B, Bridget, uh, tweeted out this week, I just saw a photographer wearing white to a client's wedding. Gosh. <laughs> I hope that's true. That's got to be like a newbie mistake right there. <laughs> I hope, I hope as a photographer, he was just wearing, you know, full on wedding dress, you know? Or maybe, maybe the groom hired his ex-girlfriend to photograph their wedding and, <laughs> and she wore the white in spite of him. Yeah. Didn't you photograph one of your ex's weddings? Uh, perhaps maybe, but you know. That's and you, you showed time, up in the full Steven. tux, right? <laughs> with, with, with a boutonniere? <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> oh, I'm I showed, sorry. I showed, up, I showed up in sandals. Sandals, but tux with tails. 
boutonniere monocle. No, I actually wore sandals, trunks, and then I wore that T-shirt with with the tux printed on it. Yeah, super classy. Yeah. How did that look with the top hat that you were wearing, though, that you always wear? (laughs) Tell you, man, I keep it classy. (laughs) So Maria, not your wife, in a random Facebook group wrote this today. Well, already then, there's a lady now sharing her Instagram account with her husband. And I got this a little bit ago. He has literally left like 40 comments under an ad I'm running that I did a year ago to delete the ad because his wife went behind his back. That's right. It's a boudoir ad, a maternity boudoir ad. And his wife signed a model release form literally for the purpose of that shoot. And she said, Oh, my husband doesn't know, but he'll get over it. So, this photographer, Maria, went with it because, you know, she's a grown woman. She can make her own decisions. And this guy, though, has been uh, texting her. And uh, this is what he texted to her or DM'd her on Instagram. Remove the pictures of my wife from your page and anywhere else you have them. I am her husband. And I had no idea that my pretty much knacked wife, I think he meant to say naked, would be put all over social media. Today, I don't care what she signed. She has done this behind my back, and I am very upset about it. Ulysses, have you ever had to deal with something like this? Uh, no, I don't shoot boudoir photos. <laughs> so let's say your wife, Maria, she's going out. She wants to mm-hmm. get some boudoir photos done. She signs a model release, and she just goes out and gets knacked, you know? Yeah, and, uh, knacked. <laughs> So are you jumping on that photographer's page then if you see one of those photos to tell them that, uh, you know, they need to delete the photos of your knacked wife? <laughs> I, 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 in my mind, this guy wrote knacked because he couldn't bring himself to write naked, but he wrote it right after he wrote, like, my f***ing pretty much, ooh, can't say naked, uh, knacked wife. <laughs> if I say naked, then it's real. She got naked in front of a photographer. <sighs> you know, this guy just, uh, he's just not seeing what reality really is. And that's that his wife got knacked. <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, <laughs> and showed off her, her, all her, her knacked goods all over social media. <laughs> you know, interesting story. Um, when I was out in California, I asked you, Ulysses, while I'm there, while I'm there, do you want to do an episode of wedding photo podcast, your podcast while I'm there? And you were like, yes, Steve, I would absolutely love to do that with you. Um, I just have one question. Uh, You sent over something to me two weeks ago before I even asked you if you'd want to do it, stating what you would need if you were going to do it, Steve. And there's this line where it just says in any video you show up in, uh, you'll be fully knacked. And, um, (laughs) And then for some reason, when I got there, we didn't end up doing the video. And I just want to know, what was it? Was it because I said, uh, I'm going to be knacked for the whole video and it's going to be full frontal. Is that what turned yeah. you off to the idea yeah, of doing yeah. a video with me? Yeah. It, some people read the fine print, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I'm ask for you people. to be knacked. I wanted to be knacked. <laughs> I was just trying to 
protect uh, my wife <laughs> and my bunny from seeing you knacked. Yeah, and the neighbor's dog. And the neighbor's dog. <laughs> Hopefully you don't hear it as much in, in, in this one. Oh, no. Ulysses, what'd you do to the dog? Ulysses, what did you, what did you do to the dog, Ulysses? Ulysses, no! Oh, is this where you put, like, a gunshot sound effect? <laughs> Do laser sounds instead. <laughs> laser sounds will be when Eva, the photography robot, comes to kill you. Oh, God. Maybe she's the one who's got Dustin. Who knows? She's, we don't know. She's taking, a, she's taking a long time to cross country. Yeah. So Diana Sanders in our very own Facebook group wrote in today and she said, my other half and trusty assistant was the most popular guy at the wedding this weekend. He made sure the wedding party got their wine slushies and the bride and groom got fed during portrait time. The reality is that he does this to make sure the people I need for photos don't wander off for a drink or food or slow us down. But my couples just think he's a really cool guy. So she included some photos of him with wine slushies, hanging out with a bride and groom. And, uh, wow, I, my mind was blown when I saw this because Jen and I have been shooting for nine years now. Wow. Long time. We've been shooting for nine years now and we have on multiple occasions seen wedding planners come out with like cocktails or beers or usually water for (laughs) For the bridal party. <laughs> the bridal party usually takes care of their own alcohol. Yeah. But in, you know, some cases they don't. And so the a lot of times like the wedding planner or the coordinator will come on, bring that kind of stuff to them. Or bring food. Uh, a lot of times like hors d'oeuvres if it's during cocktail hour. Um, I've never had the sense as Jen's like second shooter. And I've never had the sense when I'm the primary shooter to tell, ask my second shooter to do this to like, hey, can you just run in and grab like some hors d'oeuvres and bring it out here? Like this blew my mind, Diana Sanders. I, I could not believe that this was a thing a photographer could even do. She made it sound like he does it every time, too. I know. <laughs> Her husband has to be the coolest dude in the entire world. I mean, I saw pictures. He looks super cool. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, if you want to see pictures, no, he wasn't knacked, unfortunately. <laughs> but if you want to see pictures of a totally not knacked dude <laughs> bringing lines, <laughs> wine slushies out, jump on in the Facebook group. <laughs> Do a search for Diana Sanders. That's two N's in Diana. Ulysses, have you guys ever done this? You and Maria? Uh, I don't think so, man. I, I mean, no, no. I don't think we've done that. I, uh, there's probably been a time where, you know, if we hear the groom or the bride, like, say, like, I need some water. Yeah, I'll go out of my way to, if, if I don't see the coordinator and I'm next to the bar or something, I've gotten some water for, for the bride and groom. But uh, I don't think they've ever asked for, like, tequila shots from me anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Usually they, tequila usually shots? Your mind went straight to tequila shots? He's just bringing out wine slushies. You know, that's low ABV, but tequila shots? Do you come out with like a super soaker and you're just squirting tequila shots in people's mouths? Steve, Steve, we're in Southern California. We're literally on the border of Mexico. What I do you know, think it's we drink very, out here besides beer? <laughs> it's very dry out there. I would assume water, but I mean, I guess if beer and tequila shots are what get you through. When I was in California, uh, 
Jen at one point in time looked at me and she said, Steve, I don't think I've drank anything but coffee and beer while we've been out here. I need water so bad. <laughs> oh, man, that is so true. <laughs> that's what keeps the that's what keeps the energy going, though, man. Yeah, it's what pushes, uh, you know, all the stuff in your system up to your brain real fast. How are you supposed to be creative in your engagement sessions without coffee and beer? Yeah, I don't know how you'd do it. It's utterly crazy to think about. Ulysses. Let's do some Q&A. Let's do it, man. Alex Bruce from our very own Facebook group and just a few miles away from Ulysses says... What's up, Alex? Does anyone here that offers a photo booth mind sharing your contract with me? I just picked one up, and for some reason in my head, I thought coming up with a contract would be quick and easy. So we can't share a contract here on the podcast. That'd be a little crazy. But but we could share some tips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. says, have you ever done a photo booth? I am a little embarrassed to say I have. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm a little embarrassed to say I have too. Because <laughs> I don't think my photo booth looked anything like any of today's photo booths. Okay, so like when you did a photo booth, what did you do? Uh, man, this was... I have. I used to have a photo booth where I'd set up uh, like a giant... I have a 10 by 20 black muslin tarp and i used to set that up as a background and then um i'd backlight it i'd have another studio flash and then i'd have my camera on a tripod tethered to my laptop connected to an actual printer that we lugged around and um, i had templates in lightroom ready to do like like I think it was four pictures and we would print out five by sevens. So it was pretty cool. Like it actually printed out real, you know, what you get today. But man, it was, if something went down, like troubleshooting that thing was such a mess. Mm-hmm. And you had to carry all of that stuff just for a photo booth setup. So what'd your contract say about if something went down? Contract? Yeah, your contract. Oh, Steven. Oh, my contract. Yes. The is it, uh, do they con- not do contracts contract? in California? <laughs> hey, Alex, uh, you live like 20 miles away from Ulysses. I'm going to tell you uh, that you don't do contracts in California. Um, that whole <laughs> that whole state works on just handshakes, you know, handshakes and uh, positive vibes that you send back and forth to each other. And you do that when, you know, you're knacked or not knacked with a really friendly smile and uh, kind eyes. <laughs> it works better if you're knacked. Alex, come come over and have a beer with me, and I'll tell you all about my contracts for my photo booth. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like there's a horrible story there where you got burned really bad at some point in time. Did that happen? <laughs> no, 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 no. Luckily, luckily we did not. <laughs> so Jen and I did a photo booth at a few weddings, and yeah. we did basically the same thing as you. Like We had a backdrop that we lugged out uh stands you know to hold the backdrop up and then uh we had like a octagon softbox flash and um and then like a backlight 
and I think like a bounce card or something. And then we shot it all with like a 7D or a 5D Mark II because it was like back when we were first getting started. And we quickly realized we hated it. We absolutely hated it. And we, we never wanted to do it again. It was really awkward. It was a ton of work. Um, what we, we didn't print out pictures though. We, uh, had cards we printed off that led to a website and then we'd post the photos like a day or two after the wedding to the website. And the idea was the website was our website and drive more traffic to our website (laughs) and uh, people could buy their photos from there if they, you know, wanted like a larger print or they could just like share the photos to social media, which drive more traffic back to our website. You know, that was kind of the idea of it. And we, we only did it at like two or three weddings. Jen will probably listen to this and then tell me how wrong I am and how many weddings we actually did it at. But it was a huge pain in the ass. And I yeah. hated every second of it because it's like you have to like tell people, hey, do do this. Be funny. Can you be funny for a second? Yeah. 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 <laughs> One, two, three, be funny. Click. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was real bad at it. And um, a lot of times when we had to do it, Jen would be the one who would end up running it. And then I would do like all the dance floor stuff until we'd shut it down during like the first dances, toasts, all that kind of stuff. And so like Jen would do that. I would do like dance floor stuff. And then if there was something like she had to pull the clients out for night shots or something, uh, then I would run the photo booth while she was doing that. And it was just so much work and it just felt like nobody really cared. And (laughs) just hated it so much we hate it. alex don't do a photo booth don't do a photo booth i know you want to offer one don't offer one they're terrible you know there are whole people who build companies around just doing a photo booth and you know just hire them to come in and do a photo booth for you when you're going to do one and just use their contract because you don't want to mess with this it just complicates the entire night. It's like when you're doing a wedding and somebody's like, could you just like shoot some video for us real quick of this one thing? And it's like, no, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I can't. I don't want to. Like your camera does video. Like It means so much to us if we just got like a video of this as opposed to just photos. And it's like, you didn't hire me. No, like I there's so much more that goes into making that video. Like there's so much more that goes into the photo booth. Like, I don't know if you're doing a photo booth, please don't do, I see so many people are like, I'm adding a photo booth and I'm just going to charge like 150 bucks as an add on. It's like, it's not worth it for 150 bucks. Photo booth add on should be a thousand dollars bare minimum. It's so much work. We, we only did it. We only did it as an add on. We never sold just the photo booth. And same thing, we didn't do it that many times. We did it a few times, and it really just was not worth it. So the big things I would say, though, after what Ulysses said, is you need to add something to your contract about when your printer breaks, because your printer will break. And here's the other thing I'm going to say to you. If you're running a photo booth, and you bought like one of those Giphy stand shit things, or uh, I don't know, what are some of the other photo booth things out there? Besides Giphy, the Giphy like UV, uh, the iPad one. Well, now they all they come with like so many options. Like all the all the photo booths I've seen, you can do a photo, you can do four photos and get it printed out. You can do a boomerang, and you have the option to oh, have all these uh, things. All sent this to your just phone. makes me want to vomit. 
I do know one mistake that that I've seen uh, our friends run into is they uh, our friends uh, Sarah and Randall they have a photo booth and they went out and shot some stuff somewhere in Coachella and they were in the middle of the desert and didn't have any Wi-Fi so yep. that kind of prevents you from being able to you know turn over the photos on the spot so definitely have something like so, that in the contract that's what i was getting at next was uh you know you're gonna you're gonna run into mistakes your printer's gonna stop working all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. if you don't have two you don't have one you know what i'm saying alex uh so if you if you buy like one of those giphy things if you don't have two giphys you don't actually have one giphy you know what i'm saying because as soon as that one goes down you're screwed and you just screwed up their whole wedding they don't have their photo booth anymore so you you need to have a backup Running a photo booth is like, you know, shooting a wedding where you need a backup camera. You can't just go to a wedding with one camera because if that camera <laughs> shuts down, if it fails, then you're screwed and the client's oh, screwed and your business is screwed. What? It sounds What's awful. this? Oh, God. <laughs> I heard you use the Lord's odd. name in vain, <laughs> Lord and Savior. What's worse than lugging around one photo booth, lugging around two photo booths yeah yeah <laughs> and this is what i'm saying weight. it's not worth it it's entirely <laughs> it's entirely not worth it here's the other thing uh so if your photo booth needs wi-fi to work and you don't have wi-fi you can always you know link up to like your cell phone or an ipad or something like that but your cell phone your ipad whatever it is it's probably going to be on verizon at&t uh, T-Mobile or what's the other one? Sprint. Those are like the four mm-hmm. networks. Um, so if you want to have your bases covered, you're, you're going to need one on like Verizon or Sprint, and then one on T-Mobile or AT&T, um, just in case you know the network doesn't work wherever you are. And you'd probably want to stick with like the Verizon and the AT&T. So now you're carrying around you know your phone in a wireless hotspot sort of thing, or a cellular internet hotspot sort of thing. You have to have you have to have multiple phones. You have to have uh, multiple <laughs> photo booths. <laughs> yeah, and I mean you you can't always uh, most of the photo booths have a thing if there's not like an internet connection because you're in the middle of the desert and there's no cell service and no Wi-Fi. Then you can always um, you can always like deliver the photos or upload the boomerangs or whatever later once you're back on Wi-Fi. But then it's like now I just left the desert. And I have to find the nearest Starbucks so I can upload all of my boomerangs so that uh, the client is, you know, happy and they get shared and I get, you know, more jobs out of it. And yeah, you know, if you don't want to be in business, period, Alex, like, (laughs) gosh, have you ever considered just selling all your earthly possessions and just living, just living somewhere? You don't need to make money. Nobody needs to make money. Ulysses, you're with me on this, right? You're just riding oh. on the edge of a snap with me on this, right? Oh, I already don't make any money, and it's, it's pretty fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so, you know, just a... Uh, that contract, as soon as you write it out, just, you know, throw it straight in the shredder because it's not worth anything because you don't need it. Because, Alex, you're getting an RV and you're moving out to the middle of the desert. You're going to be at Burning Man in a few days. It's going to be great. Don't worry about it. Ulysses, did you find a question you want to you wanna, you wanna address now that I, I think we knocked that one out of the park for Alex, right? Oh, yeah. I think that was really helpful. <laughs> Uh, here, let me find one. 
I can't do two things at once, so I was not looking at them. <laughs> no, it's fine. Just take a second. We'll, we'll cut it out. I got to cut the dog out anyway. Go shoot the dog. What? Go shoot the dog. <laughs> what the hell? I'm not, I can't I'm not believe you said that. I'm not going to shoot the dog. I'm cutting you saying I'm not going to shoot the dog out. I'm just he's, putting gunshots in. He's barking more than usual. Did that, he can did hear you on a barking? podcast. Okay, I got one. Okay, cool. All right. Bart. God, that damn dog. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I need a beer before I do this. Hang on a second. All right. <clears throat> Bart from a random Facebook group. He asks, my computer don't click and the Pix donut look good. I have Sharpie. Can I use to fix print? <laughs> uh, Ulysses oh, is very simple. Bart from a random Facebook group says, my computer don't click and the Pix donut look good. I have Sharpie. Can I use to fix print? Can he use to fix print, Ulysses? <laughs> <laughs> I think this might be a question we answered on like a guest episode already. And I just mm. love the question so much. I was like, no, we got to give this one another pass. Because <laughs> I think on the guest episode, they were just like, uh, I don't understand. Let's move on. What, don't, what isn't there? What is there not to understand about I don't know. My I, computer I, don't click, <laughs> and the pics donut look good. Come on, man, the pics donut look good. I mean, I donuts always look good to me. The sh- the sharpie will fix print. Let me tell you. So uh, for people out there wondering, yes, it is donut spelled D O N U T, not do not. Uh, which is why we're pronouncing it donut. And um, yeah, no, they are wondering if they can use a Sharpie to fix the donut when it goes to print. So Ulysses, I would say when your computer don't click, (laughs) we've all been there before where we go to click that computer and it just don't click. You know what I'm saying? You try to click that dick pic and it just don't click. Well, there's one fix to all of the dick pics (laughs) and that's taking a Sharpie. And drawing a little mustache, and you fix all the pics. Come on, we all know that. <laughs> a dick pic? You just draw a Sharpie? Is it like looking straight down the barrel? So you like put like a little mouth underneath, eyes on, <laughs> googly eyes on top? I mean, Straight down I, the barrel you know, of the aubergine? So, some, some pics require more fixing, you know? You know, I think, yeah, yeah. Like, like y- your computer don't click, but you do got the pics, and you, you have printed them out. So now, uh, now that the pigs have printed, you, you can use those Sharpies to fill in the uh, things. So let's say uh, you're trying to clone stamp an area and it's like a, let's say it's like a sand, sand on a beach and like there's just a little bit of seaweed there. You just get out your brown Sharpie and you take it straight to that print and uh, you just color over the um, seaweed with a little bit of brown. Now it just looks like there's a little off color sand in the rest of the sand there. So I, I think... I think Bart's actually onto something here. I think this is a great way to uh, run your business and do your prints. I think this is going to be the most helpful episode your listeners have ever listened to, honestly. I think, you know, maybe even better, um, just take the Sharpie when you're talking to your client and um, just draw straight on the computer screen if the computer won't click. (laughs) You could just edit it right on the screen. Yeah. Better yet, before you even take their pics... You just draw a mustache right onto them. 
with the Sharpie. <laughs> Onto their dick. Yeah. yeah you, you're like, these are totally knacked picks. <laughs> and then you don't have to fix anything afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. If, if you can fix it in the pregame, you don't have to fix it in the postgame. You know what I'm talking about? So that that's like a real thing with video production that I've done on so many occasions is so when when Jen and I started when I well okay when I started shooting photos with Jen there was like this whole thing where Jen was like we want to shoot everything as good as we can but I can always photoshop stuff out if we need it and with video um until recently you couldn't really just easily get rid of stuff. Now, like yeah. Adobe has its like content aware fill stuff in Premiere and Final Cut has nothing. Final Cut has nothing. But uh, I, I was trying are you gonna to like be on the lookout for try to convince. Are you going to keep co- trying to convince me to get Final Cut? Because you're not really selling me. I didn't say there. that. Uh, <laughs> Final Cut <laughs> is a worthless dumpster fire. Um, so I was always trained, like, you got to be on the lookout for, like, cords plugged into outlets. You got to be on the lookout for, like, little things in the background that you don't notice while you're shooting because you're looking at a very tiny screen. But you'll notice when you go to edit because you're looking at, like, a bigger photo, bigger, bigger video. And it's crazy, too, with video because it's, like, you edit in this little tiny box on your computer screen. But, like, when you send the video to your client, they have it fill up the entire screen of their computer or the entire screen of their tv so they're seeing everything in your videos at like much bigger resolution so it's a lot easier for them to pick out your mistakes so i was always like trained through all my video production stuff that i did when i was younger that like you have to micromanage every single thing you shoot to try to get rid of as much stuff as you possibly can in the background on the sides wherever um so for me it's like natural to pre-game real hard when it's coming to that kind of stuff and just try to micromanage every single scene and every single situation I'm in. Do you, do you find that at all with what you're doing? Cause so I mean, saying, you, you do videos is, now. This is actually a really good tip, uh, Steven. So what you're saying is you just carry a bunch of Sharpies around with you. Yeah. Carry a bunch of Sharpies <laughs> around with me. And, uh, it's like, Oh, the, the kid left that fire truck out on the windowsill. Well, the uh, window is brown, so I'll just I'll just take this brown sharpie and I'll color over the entire red fire truck. So now it's just a brown fire truck, and uh, it'll blend Jeez. right in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, and uh, I try to draw as many donuts as I can for Bart, you know, because he needs them. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I think I think. Uh... I'm glad you left that question in there for another episode because I think this time we actually nailed it. I think we did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's do let's do one more question from somebody in our own Facebook group. Ooh, are, can you handle a long one? Can you handle a real long one? It's a lengthy question. Can you take a well, just like Dustin, big lengthy? Just like Dustin, Wait, I am, just like Dustin, I am being held hostage. So I think I can handle a long by me though. <laughs> Eat it, Ulysses. Right that one. <laughs> uh, Sally Psycho from our very own Facebook group asks, so I've been mulling over ideas about possibly live streaming or maybe podcasting someday. I've had experience with voice work slash broadcasting for commercials and am totally fine with speaking into a mic. It's just that type of stuff was scripted and packaged with a goal in mind by the company that paid me to do it. Basically, I'm at the stage where I'm trying to think of the kinds of content value 
in parentheses, I could share and what kind of audience I'd like to serve. But to be honest, I'm drawing a blank. Keep in mind that I hate blogging on my website so much, uh, personal note for me, don't we all, um, that Sally has literally, she says, embedded her live Instagram feed into the blog to keep it fresh for the algorithms and to avoid having to ever have to publish another top 10 ideas for planning your outdoor wedding kind of post. <laughs> All things being equal, I feel like I could host a photographer's version of meme review, but sadly, Reddit doesn't offer enough content to base a podcast on. The other thing is that my life, especially when sitting at the editing desk, is boring AF. I don't know what that means. Do you know what AF means? Uh, autofocus? Yeah. Uh, boring. It's boring as autofocus, autofocus, which is super boring. <laughs> Especially on those Sonys where it just nails the eye every time. It's like, uh, I always know what Yawn. I'm going to get and it's going to look great. <laughs> Yawn. Uh, Sally says, I'm basically, read basic, a 42-year-old mom of teenagers who happens to take photos for a living while spending too much side time taking nature photos and playing PUBG. Who the heck would care to listen to someone like me? LOL. So... How do you guys come up with new stuff every week to talk about? I get that you troll the Facebook groups and come up with content gold, but I genuinely notice that you two do put a lot of thought slash effort into what you put out there and into our earbuds. Or, put another way, how did you two figure out the world needed the finest in phototainment? P.S. The Jen meme gets a 10 out of 10. And that is a meme Jen created, which you can find in the Facebook group where it's two photos I took of Jen where it says what I think I look like while shooting versus reality. And one photo is like a glamour shot where her hair is blowing in the wind. There's a flash behind her. It's beautiful. And the other photo is a photo I took of her when she didn't think I was shooting and she was mid-sentence. And uh, yeah, she, she doesn't like that second one so much my favorite but (laughs) it's literally the best photographers meme out there yeah so ulysses i'm so glad you're on the podcast with me this week because as sally said she's so glad that you know she's speaking to two people who really do put a lot of thought and effort into what they put out there into the world and really do spend a lot of time coming up with content so i'm really glad you're here with me What is that supposed to mean, Steve? <laughs> I'm just putting a burn on my co-host who's currently being held hostage in Mexico. That's all. Well, that's going to do it for us here on the one now. <laughs> no, I think I think we've already we've already told her we're we're all waiting for her podcast. Dude, I I love when Sally posts cuz she's I don't I, I don't know how she doesn't see it but she always posts like super informative stuff like the whole thing on how she gets her her pages to number 1 on on like the Google searches and stuff like I don't know how to do that and that's that's like several topics in itself I want her to start the podcast so I can start listening to her podcast Ulysses I'm going to push back I have told Sally multiple times she should start her own podcast, and I'm going to let that ride. But, you know, for everybody else out there listening, um, I just want to say, uh, you guys, we don't need 
more people making content. We need more people listening to our content. (laughs) If you get out there and start making really good content, it's going to take people away from the mediocre content we're creating right here, right now. So you think you're better than me? You think you're better than me? Uh, yeah, that's but for all, real, Sally. That's that's all Steve right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's all Steve. But for real, um, when you're considering what you want to talk about, think about what you're passionate about. If you're passionate about taking nature photos and playing PUBG, like the, that's cool stuff that people want to know more about. Um, and if there's an intersection between that, and there's probably not because PUBG does suck, and you should be playing Fortnite and maybe Apex Legends. Sorry, Sally just my personal opinion fortnite's a lot better though and apex legends is it's okay it's it pays cool. for video games anymore you know you know you just you just play a game for free like fortnite or apex legends and then you spend a ton of money on skins that's what you got to get into sally is the business of create something for free and then just you know once people are hooked once they're once they once they're on the hook you just sell them a bunch of like worthless skins that don't affect the gameplay at all, but make you tons of money. So let's workshop this. Sally does a lot of cool stuff with SEO, right? Sally could help a lot of people learn how to get to number one in their market with their SEO. Once they're number one in their market with SEO, though, what comes next? Well, their website probably looks like shit. They don't have a number one Sally Psycho SEO star badge on the page, you know, you could start selling those. Uh, You probably don't have like a cool Sally Psycho uh, sticker that, you know, you can put on your laptop. Uh, You could probably start selling Sally Psycho badges and pins that people could put on. And the thing is like in your community, you have to make it look like if they don't have these things, they're not real fans. By the way, has anybody gotten on Zazzle and looked at (laughs) The wedding photo hangover shit. No, I'm joking. <laughs> and and if you and if you really want to rake in the money, you just start a website called Sally Cycle Saves the World, and direct everyone to your Patreon, your Patreon. page. <laughs> Sally, you have so much to offer the world, and this doesn't just go for Sally. Basically, everybody who is a part of our group, you guys continue to impress me almost every single day with the sorts of things that you guys are posting in the group, the sorts of things I see you guys posting on Instagram, on Twitter, whether it's like presets that you've created for Lightroom, whether it's uh, guides you've made for like helping people learn how to edit better or guides you've made for helping people learn how to shoot better or just pointers and tips on like things lenses you could use for shooting certain situations and Mm. you don't have to go and like turn that into a podcast or a vlog or anything like that but if you are in a position like sally is like just know that the things you have in your mind like the things you're already sharing are worth something and you don't you don't have to share them for free and it's awesome when people do but like your your ideas your experience your knowledge is worthwhile and if you share it with people you will if you keep at it you will eventually find an audience um ulysses has his podcast wedding photo podcast um i have my podcast wedding photo hangover the other podcast i do with my wife uh wedded and all all of those podcasts have found audiences of people who are interested in the things we have to say, interested in the things we want to share. 
Um, and it's been amazing to me to see like the reactions from people. Like, I feel like just the other day I saw Ulysses like sharing Instagram stories of people saying like that their minds were blown by like some of the interviews he was doing recently. Um, who, who was the last person you interviewed on your podcast? Uh, my good friend, Hannah, she's also, uh, one of our associate shooters. Yeah. She was, I feel like I saw like three or four different like posts that you shared of like people just like saying how much they love that interview and how they loved like hearing everything that Hannah had to say and stuff. And it's been like amazing to me to see the reaction that a lot of people have. And I feel like we undervalue all of us undervalue um, our own experiences, our own knowledge that we've gained. And I feel like it's very important to me that all of you out there who listen know how incredibly valuable you are to me and to Dustin and to Ulysses and to Jen and to, to everybody else who's come on the show. Um, because the things you guys have to share, your experiences, the way you see life is different than the way that we experience things the way we see life and i get a lot of value out of like when you guys share that because it opens me up to new possibilities new ways of thinking and i know most of the time dustin and i are just like doing dick jokes and stuff on this podcast um but it's crazy to me every once in a while when we stumble across something that resonates with people and to me it was just a joke and then when other people out there in the community start talking about it and they say like actually this is something I do and this is how it's changed by business and stuff. It makes me reevaluate like the way I do business and the way I approach my work and my weddings and everything like that. So just, just know you're valuable and just know that um, you might think that you don't have anything worth sharing with the world, but you have a ton. You, you have so much to give and, and it would be awesome if you started giving that. All jokes aside, sorry, that was like a really long rant. Um, you know, let's all hold hands and sing Kumbaya, and I'm really undercutting everything <laughs> I just said, but I don't care. Fortnite's awesome. PUBG sucks. I want to add something to it. Uh, no, no, no. Had- I, I did all the heartfelt stuff. I almost cried over here. You don't get to almost cry. Go to like, your see- podcast if you want to almost cry. <laughs> You could you can edit it so I I say this first and then you end it with all your your. Oh, is this gonna be like a really shitty stuff. thing that you say? Okay, <laughs> no. yeah, give it to me, give it to me. Yeah, I, I'm just saying you have the power. To I'm gonna add a fart noise at the end of whatever you say. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> it's really messed up. I hope you do though. Um, no, you you and I have talked about this before too. When when I first started the podcast. Just like Sally, I knew I wanted to do something. Uh, Podcasting was what I was most interested in, but I didn't know whether I was going to actually get listeners or if my whatever I was putting out there was going to be informative. But I did want to have something out there. And as I started putting the, the, I think the hardest thing to do was recording episode one and then after that i still didn't know what i was doing but as every episode came on it got as far as me talking into the mic it got easier and easier and then i just started to formulate like a path on how i got content and who i wanted to talk to and just like with anything we do just like photography the the amount of time that you invest uh it's it's all just gonna get better and better over time so 
She may not know exactly how she wants to put it together now, but as soon as she starts recording and putting content out there, it's she's going to create her own path. And she's going to get listeners. And it's going to be awesome. And then whatever Steven said. <laughs> oh, gosh, Ulysses, did you just fart straight in the microphone? Oh, man, that's gross. Oh, crazy. Man. Wow. Oh, man. You, Steven. <laughs> That's going to do it for us this week here on the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with Ulysses and Steve. Dustin. No. <laughs> He's going to be so mad at me. I'm a terrible person. Um, if you want to help Dustin and I out, not Ulysses so much. Oh, wow. Leave hey, before, us. We, before we end this recording, I'm going to need you to send me my payment for doing this. Okay, don't worry about it. It's uh, coming in the mail. You can it's Venmo. 800 exposures. Don't worry. No, just send it to my Venmo. Let me just put it okay. on the episode. My Venmo 500 is exposures <laughs> straight to your Venmo. Don't worry about it. <laughs> if you want to help us out, jump on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. And while you're at it, jump on over to the Wedding Photo Podcast run by Ulysses Del Toro and leave him a five-star review too. If you want to connect, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover or on Twitter at Wedpick Hangover. Dustin, my man, who's currently being held hostage, is at Dustin underscore McKibben. Ulysses is at Bound by Beauty or Del Toro Photo. Which one do you prefer? Let's go with Wedding Photo Podcast. Wedding Photo Podcast. He doesn't want you to know about Bound by Beauty <laughs> because he's being held hostage by all of beautiful desert California right now. <laughs> Sorry, Brandon. I'm so sorry. I I love California. I'm not going to lie. I would move out there in a heartbeat. Um, Steven, that's me. I'm at Steven Van Elk. If you want to get involved with the awesome community of listeners, join the Wedding Hangover Facebook group. But if you really want to warm our hearts, head on over to steveandustinsavetheworld.com and you can sign up to support us for as little as $1 a month. It's extremely helpful to us and to the making of this podcast. And Dustin doesn't know this yet. And neither, neither does Ulysses, I guess. I mean, technically. Uh, the first five episodes on the Patreon are now available to everybody who uh, signs up at the $1 a month level. So if you just want to get a taste, you, you want to get that beak wet. You know what I'm talking about? You just want to get a little dip in that that water bath. Is that what birds do in those things? A bird bath, yeah. Dipping in that bird bath, um, getting all that cocaine out. Um, Stephen Dustin saves the world one dollar a month. You can, you can see what it's all about, and uh, if you like it, you can bump up to five dollars a month. And if you hate it, you can cancel so fast. You can just Ulysses. How easy is it to cancel? Ulysses signs up every month and then cancels before his credit card gets charged. So yep. how easy is it to cancel? <laughs> I'm just excited that I'll finally be able to listen to one of your Patreon episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lizzie's. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right next Sunday after you shoot another wedding. Another wedding. Oh, you're going to go dusting on me? You don't want to do a dun-dun-dun at the end of that? Dun-dun-dun. Wedding. Jeez. Oh, gosh. I thought I, was, I thought I was moving on up in another this world. Mm. Wedding. Thought I was moving on up, but no, nope, stuck. Another, 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 wedding. Another, 
Have you ever been contacted to shoot a knacked wedding? Bye. <laughs> oh, you're done? You're done? Is that it? Wait, wait, Ulysses, Ulysses, before we go real quick, what what are you up to? What, what, what you been listening to? You got some good recommendations for us? Music, video, what's up? Podcast? Music, music, video? Oh, man. Um, yeah, what's man, Kim Kardashian go- your best friend up to? <laughs> Definitely go to Stephen Dustin Save the World. That's one of my favorite <laughs> podcasts currently. Aww, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, no, when you were over, I've, 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 music-wise, I've had. I just discovered Mount Joy, and I've had them on repeat. They're pretty good. I love. Some Dude, they're good dope. Indie folk. They're real good. Yeah, I can't stop listening to them. So I'm just trying to listen to them until I get completely sick of them. But that's that's really it. I only listen to that and uh, your Patreon podcast episodes. <laughs> well, can I give you a recommendation then? Oh, please. So this last week, people who've been listening to the podcast for a while and who actually still listen after like the whole readout thing at the end, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I can see on iTunes how many people turn off and it is, it's actually not very much. There's, it's like maybe 5%. Um, but Recently, on Script Notes, one of my favorite podcasts, it's uh, Craig Mazin and John August. Craig Mazin being the guy who uh, wrote, created uh, Chernobyl, which a lot of a lot of our listeners actually like. Um, I've seen on their Instagram stories, on Facebook and stuff, they're sharing about it. Um, I love Chernobyl. It's awesome. But people also know I love Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which recently just ended. Jen and I were going to go to New York to see like the live show, and then Jen went without me because we couldn't find a babysitter for our kids. you know. Um, but Script Notes, their last episode, they had Rachel Bloom, the co-creator of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and co-showrunner with Aline Brosh McKenna. And uh, Rachel talked to Craig and John all about sex. It was crazy. Um, so I wanted to follow up on that because like Jen and I did an entire episode of po- Wedded Podcast that was called like The Truth About Sex. And uh, oh my gosh, there's so much about sex Jen and I did not know um, that, you know, <laughs> Rachel and Craig and John talk about and share. And uh, it was uh, it was super, super good to hear because they, they talk a lot about the difference between like men and women and sex and like there's just a lot that men don't know about women when it comes to sex and uh, super, super enlightening stuff. And it reminded me of like, uh, there's a lot of talk about like 70% of women will never orgasm without direct clitoral um, stimu- stimulation. So that's like not penetration, but actual like stimulation of the clitoris. Yeah. How many listeners did I just lose when I said that? <laughs> Um, can you repeat that i didn't yeah. quite hear so, it <laughs> so so it was it was super interesting to listen to because um i know from talking to my wife and we were both like super raised in like super conservative christian backgrounds um we waited till we were married to have sex all that kind of stuff um and like we we never had anybody who talked to us about that kind of stuff no, nobody ever said to us like hey you know when you get married your wife might not, you know, reach orgasm through, you know, penetration. She might need something else, you know. Nobody ever said, hey, the first time you have sex, it might hurt real bad, um, stuff like that. And so yeah. this episode of Script Notes was just highly, highly great um, as far as, like, all the things they talk about, um, all the myths that they kind of break and bust up. And uh, 
I I was like riveted the whole time by it. Um, it's it's typically like a they they talk a little bit about like um things you might not have learned from TV because TV's only allowed to say so much. And Rachel talks a little bit about all the things they had to work around on her show Crazy Ex Girlfriend, um, because they wanted to be truthful and honest with stuff about sex. And um, it was just it was a really good conversation. And you know, especially like if you've never had sex before, I would highly say like I recommend this episode of Script Notes and I'll include a link in the show notes to it. For would people who are interested. Rec- would you also recommend that wedded podcast episode to people who uh never had sex before yes especially to people who like jen and i grew up in like super conservative christian backgrounds and yeah <laughs> you know once you listen to it then you will have a completely different view of me uh and you know jen too but mostly of me <laughs> you, Whoa, you i can't jen- believe steve shared the exact length in centimeters milli act is millimeters of his penis wow <laughs> I didn't know he had such a tiny micro dick. Um, <laughs> wow. So uh, we're going to end the podcast there. <laughs> <laughs> you and Jen should do a follow-up episode uh, after, after listening to that, that podcast episode. <laughs> we should update it. Do an update. Is that yeah. what you're saying? No, you cut out no, for a little like bit. A no, do a follow-up episode on, uh, after listening to, to that, that podcast. Yeah, Definitely. So Ulysses and I, are, we're going to cut out now. Ulysses is going to join me for the Patreon episode. And uh, we're going to follow up on some of the stuff we talked about last week on the Patreon. So... Oh, God. We're going to talk Maybe about that? Maybe don't listen that? to that. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> oh. All right. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Ulysses, bye. Okay, bye. Thanks and goodbye. I'm not gonna shoot the dog. Ulysses, look behind you. It's Eva. Ulysses, no! What in Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Wooey!